What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we are about two weeks away from opening day. It's getting closer and closer. You know, we're less than two weeks away. You know, we're inside of two weeks, but you know, we will enjoy spring training as it's here. A couple different things to cover. So, I'll start with Andrew Miller announcing his retirement. So, Andrew Miller stepping away from the game. He's retiring after 16 Major League seasons. And this is an interesting one because Andrew Miller was a very big part of the CBA negotiations, which just you know, concluded a few weeks ago. And now he's retiring. So hats off to him. You know, He must have known that he was considering retirement, but for him to put in that much effort in negotiating on behalf of the players shows where his heart was. You know, his heart was with the players trying to leave the game better than he found it, trying to stick up for his fellow players, for his guys. So he he retired 16 major league seasons for Andrew Miller. You know, it was a very interesting career. Very interesting. He obviously left-handed pitcher, so was a valuable part of many rotations but he had so many different roles starter reliever closer back to starter you know all these different things he was selected sixth overall in the 2006 draft and he was initially seen as a cornerstone piece of the detroit tigers future before he became one part of one of the biggest trades in franchise history he was actually one of the six players dealt from the Tigers to the Marlins in exchange for Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Willis in December of 07. And then he had three injury plagued seasons in Miami. And then the Marlins also traded him. So he was traded to the Red Sox in the 2010-2011 offseason. And then after more struggles in 2011, he became a full-time reliever in 2012. And for the most part, he basically never looked back. I mean, that's what we really know him as. For the most part, he was a reliever. And he became one of baseball's top relief pitchers, just working in a variety of different roles. Whether it was a closer, setup man, multi-inning workhorse, lefty specialist. He became a very valuable bullpen weapon in any capacity. And in, in recent years, you've seen flexible bullpens become more and more prominent. So it's, it's easy to point... Miller as a trailblazer because he was kind of the first of a kind and he really did change the game in a sense that he took that relief role you know, back to what it used to be in, in the olden days really guys who could go two three innings and Andrew Miller was one of the first guys to do it in the postseason you know, he was making these high leverage appearances going multiple innings in the postseason and that's that's what we see now happening when we see guys like Josh Hader, for example. Andrew Miller was was doing that first. But from 2013 to 2017, he was next to unhittable. Posted a 1.82 ERA and a 41% strikeout rate. With the Red Sox, Orioles, Yankees, and Indians. And that tremendous stretch saw him named to two AL All-Star teams and received top 10 Cy Young placements in both 2015 and 2016. So, Miller received the World Series ring for his contributions to Boston's 2013 championship, even if injuries kept him from participating in the postseason. 
I mean, he, he was really at his best in the postseason. I mean, if you look at his playoff numbers, he retires with a 0.93 ERA in the playoffs. And he was a big part of that 2016 Cleveland team, which was so close to winning it all. He was ALCS MVP that year. And, I mean, he carried an injury-riddled Cleveland staff within an inch of a World Series title. And they fell to the Cubs, of course, in extra innings in Game 7. So, great stuff for Andrew Miller. I mean, he was always sought after in free agency. I mean, he landed a four-year, $36 million deal from the Yankees fall uh, in the 2014-2015 offseason. Then he had the open market again after 2018 where he signed a two-year $25 million deal and that would eventually become three years 37 once he pitched enough innings to trigger a vesting option. So very well compensated for his work. Salute to you, Mr. Andrew Miller, and best of luck in retirement. In other news, the top free agent on the market who's still in the market at this point, is Michael Conforto. Michael Conforto is still unsigned at this point. What's the latest on him? Well, he's he's going to have a hard time following the path of some other qualifying offer recipients who waited things out and took a midseason deal. I mean, guys like Dallas Keuchel, Kendris Morales, Stephen Drew, guys like that all waited until after the draft had passed. And then that, you know, that allowed them to that freed them of the burden of draft pick compensation because Conforto has that tied to him. Anybody who signs him now is going to have to give up a draft pick, a pretty high draft pick too. That's tough for a hitter. I mean, Dallas Keuchel did it a couple years ago. I talked about Kendrick Morales and Stephen Drew, but those guys were not necessarily in their prime, like Michael Conforto, and missing two months of the season. Or actually more than that, because the draft's actually been pushed back to mid-July. You know, three months of the season, that doesn't make any sense, especially for a hitter. So, my my estimation is that you might end up seeing Conforto take maybe a one or two year, like a one-year deal or something with an option. See if he can prove it, and then try to hit the market again. Because t- time is running out, the clock is ticking, and it's not going to be in his best interest to lose, you know, months of the season just... You know, just to prove a point, I don't know. He might have to take a below market deal. I mean, we saw Corey, no, sorry, not Corey. We saw Marcus Semyon last year take a one-year deal with the Blue Jays. He parlayed that into a very nice payday with the Texas Rangers. So, clock ticking on Michael Conforto. He might not be getting the money that he thought he he was going to get. In other news, the Oakland Athletics are re-signing Jed Lowry to a one-year contract. It's going to be the veteran infielder's second straight season in Oakland, his seventh year overall over three separate stints. It seems like Oakland is just where this guy's meant to be. And he's only ever really, he's only ever been good with Oakland. He's, had, he's been really good actually with Oakland. You know, he, he was an All-Star in 2018. You know he. Ended up landing a two-year, $20 million deal with the Mets, which infamously went off the rails because he was injured. He's a lot older now. I mean, he's a 37-year-old middle infielder, or he was last year. So he's getting up there in age. He's getting up there in age. He turns 38 in a couple of weeks, actually. But he'll be back in Oakland. You know, The A's are, are not really looking to contend in 2022, so they'll have plenty of playing time.
In other news, the Dodgers have re-signed, not re-signed, they've extended Dave Roberts, their manager. It's a three-year extension. I mean, this is inevitable. There have been many there have been many reports that this is going to get done. They've been talking about this. Nobody's really surprised at this one. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's the case in L.A. Not really any surprise there. And last but not least, MLB has said that they're they're even going to further tighten their crackdown on foreign substances. So we saw this last year where they did it in the middle of the season and you know you saw the results. Hitting numbers went up, pitching numbers, you know, kind of fell off. Things stabilized towards the end of the season, but you definitely saw the result. Pitchers were definitely using foreign substances early in the season, but the league is going to continue to crack down on that and you know they're, they're still going to be doing it they sent out a memo to mlb teams informing them that the inspections are going to become more rigorous this season you know beginning with spring training games this weekend umpires are going to check pitchers hands directly you know they're going to continue examining equipment they're going to be checking in between innings randomly relievers will be expect, inspected at least once just as was the case last season so Position players are not subject to foreign substance inspections, but they would also be ejected and suspended if it's if they're found to be harboring some sticky stuff for their pitchers. So it will continue this year. Um, I, I'm, I'm completely fine with it, honestly, because we saw the results. It was obvious that MLB was actually right about this, and it definitely did help offensive numbers rebound. So I have absolutely no problem with this whatsoever. So that is where things stand right now. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.